Welcome back to the Broomland Collective podcast. Um, due to people asking um, for us to have a bit of discussion about the 150th anniversary display on the Broomland Collective forum, we've decided to get a couple of guys in from UB who um, are kind of the main figures in the display side of things for the group um, and who were sort of important, had an important role in kind of putting uh, the full stadium 150th uh, anniversary club display together. Um, so, Without further ado, I'd like to introduce uh, Jordan and Kai. Um, Kai's coming back onto the pad, uh, podcast. Um, he was on the original one. Um, so what I'll do is, Kai, I'll start with you. But just a wee bit of introduction about yourself um, for guys that haven't listened to the, they didn't listen to the first one uh, about yourself and your kind of involvement with displays and things like that. Yeah, um, how are we doing, Troops? Um, I was on the third, um, first podcast. Um, I was gave the second one a miss. I listened and it was good. Um, about the fanzine and stuff. Um, I've been involved in the group now for about nine, ten years. Um, been a member for about seven um, or eight. Um, obviously, I mentioned that in the first one as well. Um, in regards to Tifo, um, obviously I've been involved in the Tifos, you know, since since I've been in the group. Um, and like I said um, on this podcast with Matt and Jordan, just to talk about the background of the 150th, the effort at the time, the cost, and, and stuff like that. Um, and we'll get into more of it um, during the podcast. But what we'll do is I'll pass you on to Jordan. Um, he'll obviously kind of um, introduce himself and how he got involved in the group, how long he's been involved for, and, and when he started getting involved in the, the TIFO side of things. Jordan. All right, guys. Uh, I've been a, a member for four years. Um, I've been around since 2015 at the old section membership. Uh, that was uh, the start of me getting involved with the, the group. Um, I had a keen um, liking to the, the ultra scene and in particular the displays. Uh, just something I really liked, the, the colour and the, the sort of the atmosphere that's generated from it. It's just something that's always interested me and it's something that I'm keen to try and push forward here at Rangers. Cool, thanks guys. Um, so first and foremost... Um, what I wanted to ask, and I think this is kind of the main thing, you know, we, we, we put up on the Broomland Collective Forum a couple of nights ago that we were going to be doing this podcast, and uh, we got quite a lot of questions in pretty quickly. So the main one was like, how, how did the, the, how did the idea come about, and how, how, how is it chosen? You know, obviously for something of this stature, there's going to be a lot of ideas bandied about, you know, how does, how, how, how does the process work for that? So, yep, we started discussions um, back in 2020 during uh, the pandemic. Uh, one of the lockdowns in the summer when was we, we first started trying to get ideas together. We decided we didn't want to just go for something simple or just blocks colour or just... We wanted it to be um, special. That was the best way to put it, it would be special. Um, we we wanted a, a sort of timeline uh, to go throughout uh, the the 150 years, going through our best moments and uh, just the the main moments of the history. Um, so that's how the, the yeah. idea really came no, about. Hundred percent. Just to, just to jump in, Jordan there as well. Like I said, we started the the discussions of what this way was going to be. You know, during the pandemic, we had many. We had actually many meetings. You know, it's not a case that we had one meeting and, and that was it. Agreed. It probably took you know. 20 yep. um, if, if I've been serious um, and like Jordan said the, the most important thing was getting across our history you know there was so much to cover there was still so much we've not covered if, if I've been honest with that much um, but that was that was the main thing um, making it something spectacular and, and something that wasn't simple in terms of the two kind of part display um, and getting across our history as well um, but yeah no 100% in terms of like um, 
obviously I know a wee bit about it, being a member of UB as well, I've kind of got a sort of an insight into how long that sort of thing takes, but there's a lot of people listening that maybe, you know, don't understand the effort and the involvement um, that putting something like a showpiece like that on, you know, how much effort's really involved. Can you kind of sum up, you know, how when did you start to kind of put it together? Um, when did you start to paint the banners and um, setting the? You know, a lot of people don't understand or don't get their head around or how you do that or how long it takes. Can you can you put that into a bit of perspective for people? Yep, no problem. So um, we started our first bit of tracing on the thirteenth of December, which was the day we came back from Leon away. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, a lot of trial and error. Um, this is new to us the way we were doing it the, we've never really painted on this sort of material before so we were it was a learning curve for ourselves um, we had our first do you think sorry to jump in do you, was that quite a gamble um, to do that or, of course, you, or were you confident um, it was going to work what we knew to, to be able to to get to the, the standards that the, the celebration deserved we knew we had to take that gamble and we mm-hmm. had to learn quickly with yeah. the risk um, mm-hmm. with the risk yep yeah. um, so we had our first software complete on the 16th of December so that was only three days um, after the first bit of tracing what, was got done. What one was that? Was, did you that just was go? the 1977. <laughs> it was uh, the, fo- the the first team photo, the first black team, and white right. one. Uh, we, that was the first one we'd done, and we actually we nailed it pretty well. So, so that was one of the ones that I actually only took one attempt. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't done in like chrono- chronological order as such. It, it was just kind of... It was done when we had the... Yeah, it was all the places. The I'm sure t- uh, Tavernier holding the... The trophy, fifty-five. That was the second one. The second one, so yep. it wasn't an right. order at all. Okay. You know what I mean? yeah. That was the most recent, and that so was the second one. In terms done. of terms of that, just to kind of sum it up for the guys, how long does a, a piece like that take? Like, obviously, it was fifteen. Is that right? Fifteen. How, how long does one of them take? They they all varied. Um, some were simpler than others. Um, of course, Tav, the one with the, the amount of the confetti when you were looking at that mm-hmm. and tracing it, it was an absolute nightmare. Um, so that naturally took a lot longer than. Uh, the one, for example, um, the Jock Shaw one, which was a lot simpler, just because of the the detail that was in it. Yeah. So you you said you sorry you traced the banner on what date? Sorry, for the sixteenth. Yeah. Yep, for the Three first days. one. And yeah. when when were you fully ready? You know what what oh. date were you were you ready and comfortable to say we're ready for Saturday? Well, <laughs> aye. We had uh, we had three attempts at the the Struff one. Okay. Two failed ones. Um, oh, you know what? How how does it feel? How like how you know you're saying it's failed attempts? Do you need to start again, or is it a case yep. of touching up? Um, it was just wrong from the tracing. Really, it was um, it was just a nightmare because again, like I said, it was different to how we usually do things. Um, it's a lot different from just rolls of poly we're, we're doing. Yeah, and it's um, so it's so hard as well to actually see see when you're doing it. You can you can never really really tell if it's going to look good or not until you've actually got it out so mm-hmm. it's not like well you're halfway doing it you can tell this isn't working because because of the detail in it and stuff like that you literally need to wait till it's done bring it out in the stands and then you right. see right maybe that'll right when you try that one again or that one looks good yep, even like sometimes uh, the tracing could be spot on it could all match exactly. up and then as soon as you put a wee bit of paint yeah. on it you look at it and go exactly. and some of the ones we actually thought this isn't working actually turned out to be to one of the better ones yep. But like I said, it, it was definitely different, you know, if we ever used... I remember actually the first, pa- we, the first um, time we painted that I can remember. Um, Matt, you'll probably remember this. It was on Polly. It was the Ibrox Gates one with the boy and the young lad. Yeah. And yep. it just flaked everywhere. Flaked so we, we really, like I said, this is our first time we actually painted on that material. And like Jordan said, it was it was had its ups and downs, but we got there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so obviously the kind of million dollar question that I think... You guys have been asked a lot 
and the and the union bears have been asked a lot. How much did it cost? How what was used and what's the, you know? Give us some figures here because obviously it's for guys on the outside they've no idea and they can't get their head around the kind of figures and stuff like that. Can you go into that a wee bit? See before Jordan goes on as well. I think people obviously realise that you know the only thing that was used was what was was raised on the GoFundMe. You know, mm-hmm. well, way above that. We have to take into consideration that we had um, offline donations. You know, from friends, from different fans. We had three different match days where we. We done um, online, um, sorry, bucket donations. So, like I said, Jordan will have more of the actual prices, but it was definitely you know a, a lot more than than people um, thought. So, yep, the, the the prices went well over thirty thousand pounds. Okay, um, a lot of a lot of that was just because import, especially um, we got our stuff from Germany, so it's not really cheap to get um, imported into the country. The the bibs that was uh, the main um, expensive part. Uh, the the bibs was well over twenty thousand pound in itself, right? The spray paint that was another one that went over six thousand pound. So just to kind of sum it up for the guys, everything that went on the banners for the timeline spray painted. Yep, everything yeah. spray painted. Um, we had used one thousand three hundred forty five cans of paint. That was a minimum. Okay, jeez. And is that just sort of ordered per suffer? Is it the same sort of colours? Are you just ordering it? Yep. So we we try and um, we. We look at the, the surfers that we're doing and we try and order per surfer yeah. uh, and, and try and keep the paint separate so that you're not um, using the, the same paint for different surfers mm-hmm. and then running out. But yeah, That's what we've done. We kinda, like Jordan said, there, what we try to do throughout it is, you know, for each surfer, um, we try to, like, kinda, like, once it was colour coordinated and kinda, like, the, the different shades into the faces, you know, some, some surfers had, like, eight shades of grey, some had 12 different kind of shades mm-hmm. of blue. And then we just tried to order it per suffer like that. Um, that was kind of the best way. Obviously, you had the five badges as well. You know, in top of it, the, the fifteen suffer, um, the fifteen suffers throughout our history. Well, was it the five um, badges that um, came for the club deck? Obviously, they were all painted as well. But yeah, a lot of spray paint. I think, I think everybody's fed up looking at spray paint, can they? Obviously, Jordan um, banner out before the at the start of the Red Star Belgrade game. For uh, by the fans, for the fans, um, you know the display was totally funded by by the fan base at Rangers. Um, as guys, you touched on it a bit, like the bucket collection for the game, including one actually official bucket yeah. collection from the social media side of things. On the um, the UB released, and the club actually retweeted it about how it was the official bucket collection for the day. You know, can you touch on that? Was that was there a good response through the bucket collections, or was it predominantly the the GoFundMe page that we raised? this fantastic amount obviously the bucket collections were very successful <clears throat> uh, the, don't get me wrong they were grim some of them uh, I think it was Hibs on the, the Wednesday night was it mm-hmm. where we got absolutely soaked um, but the, the response from the fans was amazing not even just the, the generosity and the money they gave us um, but the comments was really mm-hmm. nice as well you know telling us the, the fantastic work they think we do and to keep up that work yeah. Um, so it was really good to get a good response from the from our fans. No, hundred percent. Like I say, it's it's good. As much as you're collecting money and raising money for the display, it's it's, it's genuinely really good to sit and interact with people. You yep. know, you can sit and tell them. You know what we were telling a lot of people. Obviously, we had you know people within our ranks, obviously doing it um, the buckets, letting them know you know when it is. And, and like you said, on by the fans, it, we wanted it before everybody. You know, every fan in the stadium had a piece of material to hold up. You know, if they were if they were donating money from all over it, if we were in the club deck and the cop and the govern asking for money a bucket collection we wanted to be involved as well do you know what I mean they so, deserved that so you're saying it was, it was pretty important and, and maybe an, an initial stage that um, everybody 
in the stadium was basically involved that day. Absolutely, is that what you're saying? Hundred percent. Like I said, if you're raising money, you know, from those stands and, and, and the way it was, you just you wanted people to everybody involved and feel a part of it. And like I said, some of the comments were just chatting away to people, you know, people were kind of like asking us how it's going and you obviously when you by the time we were doing some of the, the bucket collections, hips and that the display was well underway. I think most people had realised that. Um but yeah, it was not as good. It was, it was good. Uh, the, the different age groups as well. It wasn't just young lads that were coming up to you and giving you good comments. It was the older generation, you know, yeah. guys in their seventies, eighties, telling you how even just how the stall, they are even just the stall the as well. Club, you know? uh, see when we didn't have the, the bucket collection was only three games. See every other game, we still had like a a bucket at a stall every home game, and, and it was just guys coming up to you in their eighties and nineties and, and telling you that you know they have yeah. so much respect for what I, you do. And, I, Buying a scarf at twelve pound and maybe giving you a twenty pound note and, and mm-hmm. keep the change. You know what I mean? That's that's a lot of money to some people. That was really good after the the TFO as well. As a lot of the older guys could in the stands uh, where I was, anyways, they were pointing out the banners and they're going, mm-hmm. "Oh, I remember that day." I was. Yeah, I was actually going to. I was going to jump in there, Jordan. Right. So obviously, I was asked to help out with the display, and I was in the govern front helping with one of the suffers there, and um, an older gentleman had said to me, "You know, he's maybe in his seventies or." maybe even early 80s, and he said, oh, what's happening, son? And I said, well, this is the 150th anniversary display. The Union Bears have organised it. I said, listen, there'll be surfers up, and then, obviously, the bibs for after the game. And he said, oh, what's the banners? Uh, you know, and I just said, well, it's basically like a timeline. You could see that, you know, with, yeah. the, with the years and stuff like that right around the stadium. And I think we were like the 50s or the 60s, and, you know, you know, I think there was one from each decade. Is that right, John? Yeah. Um, and he was... He was like, there's Jock Shaw and there, there's George Young. And he actually, see when it yeah, came out, he was over the moon. It was like, he, you know, there are probably a lot of names that, you know, if you're under 50 or even 40 maybe, that you, you don't know, apart from maybe songs. Yeah. You don't know their names anymore. And they, he was yeah, over the moon. Told, you get told and, about them. But. Aye, and, he, and he, you know, he was over the moon. He said, oh, you, you need to be fantastic. You know, he was over the moon with it. He, 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 yeah. You could tell he was emotional slightly and with, with the full day and the teams coming out and, you know, with the four lads had a dream playing in the background. It, it was a bit of an emotional, uh, you know, it was a poignant moment, do you know what I mean, for people, especially older fans that have been there, done that. And it, I think sometimes they feel that, that so far back in the club's history is almost not forgotten but you know people don't remember it as much yeah um so i you know i think the, the older generation definitely enjoyed that because it was people when they were young boys and they were um you know following rangers just like away and, and, and teenagers exact, and exact coming through it was their heroes yeah. and there they are again at ibrooks and and, and everybody's kind of seen it as a timeline as an important that was another thing you seen up in the club deck where i was and um, there was a, a, a sort of family just um there was a dad there was a and uh, the, the granddad and all stuff, uh, all that sort of thing. And they were talking about what their favourite surfer was. And, you know, the young lad was like, oh, mine's just Tav. Because it was only last year he remembers yeah, that one. He was he a remembers. big fan of that. Uh, but the, the dad was like, I loud drop. Wow. I, I remember that game, uh, the, the nine in a row game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, the, that's what you want, but it's wee stories that I yeah. remember. I remember for the display. I was in, I was doing it at the room on the front still, right, for the display. Um, one of our members was in the, the main stand for the banners coming down and he'd looked over and McCoy's was there um, and the surfers started to come out commentating and, and McCoy's was like where's my one son and literally right across in the govern um, he's like there's your one there Ali 99 at the piggery and he says McCoy's was buzzing with that's the kind of stuff you remember do you know what I mean he's not made a comment like God, that's my, that's my that's boys my, that's or something my, he says he I think he hurt his chest and said that's my boy <laughs> <laughs> looking over at the piggery <laughs> I mean it, 
if 15 moments he's, he's always going to be included in one do you know what I mean with the success oh. he had it's a lot of money uh, a lot of fans have donated um, when it became apparent that the sort of club weren't doing anything of note in terms of displays it was really up to us to sort of pull it out of the bag which I suppose comes with a lot of pressure especially for you guys who are sort of organising it and facilitating it can you tell me a wee bit did you have any concerns or worries leading up to the game especially you know things that have never been tried before you're talking about paint on uh, spray paint bars never done that before the bibs certainly never been done at Rangers before Surely you had some sort of Jordan, kind of Jordan had at least 25 meltdowns that I can remember anyway. And that's, that's when I was there. That's so just that's natural. Really, yeah. um, that, was, that was just the one weekend. But the, um, I, the, the, the bibs or, or the ponchos or whatever you want to call them, there was a little bit of... Uh, Staunchos. <laughs> the staunchos. Um, there was a little bit of concern um, with them. I think Jordan will agree. When, I remember putting them out on the... Was it the Friday night or the Thursday night? Yeah, uh, there's... The staunchos were the Friday night. <laughs> I'm going to call them the ponchos, right? Um, I remember putting them out and That's I remember first the seeing they were a lot bigger than we expected, weren't they? They were huge. They were huge. They were I remember putting them out and thinking... A fit for everybody. Aye, I remember putting them out and just thinking, I just wasn't confident that our support was going to wear them. And obviously, the mood around the whole weekend was, wasn't was great. We'll go, we'll go into that, that obviously maybe at the end of the podcast because of the whole friendly thing. Um, so the, the kind of mood kind of died a little bit, and mm. on top of it, they were massive. And but no, they like weren't said, very, they weren't very fashionable at all. Um, they were just bits of poly we are holding them really. Never, they were never going to be. Were um, but no, the the reached my. Ex- was there concerns that people wouldn't wear them? Absolutely. Is that the main concern? Um, I don't think there was any doubt that people wouldn't wear them. It was the length of but, time. Uh, wasn't yep, it? it was the length of time. I thought after 15, 20 minutes, people were going, "I ah, get this in the bin." Yeah. Um, but no, we lasted well into the second half. Um, I had the kind of concerns that, oh, I don't know if our fans will wear them. You know, it's you know, it's it's one of the things where guys probably go, "I'm not wearing that." And then when they see everybody wearing it, and it's blocks of colours, and oh. you go, "Look at the stadium! It's." You know, it's so colourful, sure, so bright. I'm, I'm sure going to wear mine. I know. I think that. I think I'm everybody sure was so. I'm sure. Sorry, to interrupt you, but um, I'm sure a few people said that that it was something to do with the coat and read or something when they first came in. Um, a few people like had kind of like picked it up and looked at it and thinking, not saying they didn't say they weren't going to wear it, but just looking at it. And then they saw a few older boys and that putting them on. And I think it was a in some parts of the stadium it was a wee bit of once a couple of people put them on, other people started putting them on kind of thing. But when you sat there and looked around the stadium um, and how good it looked. Um, I don't know how you couldn't put one on. Um, it was a good feeling. I, I, I think a lot of the boys said as well because a lot of the boys that were in the Copeland had to kind of come back out of the stadium and, and come back in the side gates. Ah, yeah. I remember them saying when they come back in the side gates at the side of BF One and walking down, and ju- the, the game was the game had kicked off and just seen the Aye. whole stadium sitting so down. I, I was going to say that. So I was in the Four Covent, as I said, helping with one of the earlier suffers, fifties, sixties, something like that, and we carried them round the track and put this suffer away and you know making our way back around the uh, Brooklyn front and I just turned round it was just this wall of colour like the full stadium like because obviously we're on the side of the main stand so every other person that we are facing is wearing a yeah. blue white or red bib and I just remember thinking wow and everybody around us you know the kind of UB guys oh, they're wearing the bibs they're wearing the bibs and it was I think it was just because there was that worry there yeah. there's a lot of money we'd spent on that yeah. and it sort of kind of 
coincided with the with the timeline display that if we hadn't had that, you know, it made the display. It was a second total, totally different display to what we had originally when the teams came out um, around the stadium, but it totally just made the day. And I think everybody banded together, and it was it was great. It was great. Um, so you know, obviously, you've talked about your concerns. Um, you know any kind of worries you had it's an enormous amount of money as I've touched on so you, you want to make sure everything goes well especially because it's the 150th anniversary do you know what I mean you're wanting to make sure everything's on point and stuff like that um, is there anything you would have changed about it now looking back in hindsight nah, not chance even see what Jordan said earlier um, Struff stuff or took three attempts see even see somebody said to me now would you rather it took one? You wouldn't, because it made it. It's yeah. stuff Everything like that. Was it made memories mm-hmm. were going wrong. Was, and yeah. Looking at them, laughing at them, having a laugh. It, it's stuff like that that made it as well. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, 100%. You wouldn't, I wouldn't have changed a thing. I wouldn't change a single thing either. Um, it was perfect just the way we wanted it as well. Um, hectic at times. Um, the usual last minute rushing about, trying to get things done. Um, but we always make it in the end, and it was it was unbelievable. Oh, obviously, you've touched on kind of the both you've touched on how long it took and when you started the day after the Leon away match I, I was lying rough somewhere so I definitely wasn't there but you guys kind of got out of your bed and made it happen and kudos do you know what I mean but you know in terms of actually putting it um, out in the stands like how long does that take how how, how many nights were you at Ibrox setting up because obviously I think there was there was not a show at Ibrox there was something at Ibrox the night before Two nights before the game? No, that yeah, was the Friday night. We started on the Thursday. <laughs> we probably should have started earlier. But the Thursday, a few people started to get about maybe 2, 3 p.m. during the day. Yeah, it was something like that on the um, Thursday. Yep. And they were there till about, I think, 11, 12 at night. Mm-hmm. That was the Thursday. Um, school night, obviously, everybody had work in the morning. And then the Friday, again, I, I remember working late. But the Friday, I think Jordan we were in first thing. 8, 9 a.m. And we hadn't left until 4 in the morning. Um, so that was... A long shift, nineteen hours for some of the boys, and in a way we was <laughs> we may probably left about four or five am. We could have still been doing a couple of hours there. Aye, definitely organised. But Aye, I was there on the Friday night, and it was like you were going, but I, you I knew that you were going to have to come back early. And I like I remember leaving at four or five in the morning, and guys are already talking about coming back about nine o'clock. Yeah, I remember you leaving know, at four and five, and, and taking I had to take Matt home because um, he had no car. And then I woke up in the morning and. He actually tried to. He tried to <laughs> oh, we're going to talk game. about this, are we? He tried to come into the game in his car, and he'd actually left at Ibrox, so his car was actually still outside. I, I, put, that down to, <laughs> I put that down to overexhaustion, <laughs> right? Aye. So basically, what happened is I'd I'd left my car at Ibrox and forgot I'd brought it there many hours before that for some reason I don't know how and Kai took me home and the next morning I woke up with a message saying you better get your I think you guys one of you guys were down to stay I was like you better move your car because it's about to get shifted by a it's about to get towed away um, before fans turn up at the stadium so that was a mad rush so everything that probably could have gone wrong the morning of the game for me personally did yeah um, the Friday was the, the Friday was a hard one again a lot more boys you know put a lot more effort into this display for me and especially on the, the Friday I, I think I got there to a bit 6, 7pm um, people had been there for 9am that morning and it was just getting worse and worse in terms of how tired you were and mm. then we were back up I think we were back up at what probably about 7am and I think yourself Jordan you were back in Ibrox at 9am or something because we had stuff to get the like the dates in 1999 yep, we still it, had to put them on yeah had um, we also, also had a, a couple of suffers that we had to put in place as well um, a couple? 
Yeah, still I think it was <laughs> two or three. Am I right in saying we were actually still checking the surfers to see if they were okay at 5am about seven hours before kickoff? Eh, uh, yep. <laughs> we're talking about uh, like 150,000 items of the display going on across the stadium. Uh, we're saying everybody was involved. Are we talking director's box, dugout players, you know? Um, yeah, everywhere. absolutely everywhere was. Uh, the director box, they had white sheets um, which filled in with the main stand. Uh, the, the leaflets were even given on to the, the changing rooms and yeah. everywhere. Um, not the away ones, I take it. Um, not them. They wouldn't have been able no. to read it anyway. So. They, were, they were in the dugout as well, um, in the dugout, in the changing rooms, in the canteen. Um, yeah, everywhere. You've said that you wanted everybody involved. Um, 150,000 things going out in seats. Is that inclusive of director's boxes? Dugouts and things like that. Yep, absolutely. Everyone was involved. Um, even the Aberdeen fans were involved. Uh, when we done the bibs, we made sure that the the pattern um, was done in a way to make the the Aberdeen section red. All oh, right. So when we done red, white, blue, then Aberdeen section, then we went on to white, blue, red, white, blue, <laughs> uh, and that sort of pattern. So we we done it to make sure um, that they were they were helping us aye, they were, um, celebrate the the yeah. No, like I said, everybody played their part. You know, I remember on the Friday night as well, um, a few people for the, the club ran out because they had a, a show on, didn't they? On the Friday night. They had see, a moonlight event. See, for about yeah. six hours on the Friday, we had no lights in the stadium. That's right, yeah. So we were setting up in darkness because they had some moonlight show on the club deck. Um, I remember the tunes came on and it was absolutely horrendous to listen to. Um, <laughs> but I'm not sure what it was. It was something to do with the, the centre circle. But It was 150th. It was 150 seconds of Rangers. I think it was like it was almost like a timeline of what we did, but it was like a sort of presentation. But it, mean, it meant that the lights all had to yeah. go out. It was, and for it was that, probably brilliant we to see, but for us, trying to get our display set up, you know, when the lights were in the was far from ideal. Um, but it wasn't ideal. But, um, when you're already pushed and you're against the time, and Jordan, you're taking a meltdown somewhere around yeah, the stadium. some sort of moonlight event <laughs> holding us back. <laughs> yeah. Um, this this season, sorry, display wise, it must be hectic. I mean, still to go this season. We've got a game at Hamden, potentially a final at Hamden, depending on how the semi final result goes. Um, European nights still to go. Two, with, three. Yeah, well, we hope so. Um, and you know, big big campaigns still, get, and we've still got you know big games at home and 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 the run up to the to the split and to the climax of the season. So you know, it's a lot of game still to go where perhaps a display might be expected should I say from, from the Rangers support um, but you've done maybe 10 to 15 already this, this nine, season already nine, nine. for what I can remember we've done Malmo yep um, Old Firm in August um, we've done Sparta and Bronby at home um, in the Europa, Europa League, League. We had, the other game was Leon. we didn't have anything is that right and then we had the Remembrance display. Down that one, yeah. um, we obviously had the Dortmund. Um, we had the Red Star. Um, obviously, we'd done the Blue Star with the confetti. And we had the 150th. And then, obviously, we had um, the Walter Smith display yep. as well. Yep. Um, right. Which is a standout for us all as well. Obviously, it was a... So, uh, uh, it's been a, a really busy season. Um, but the the displays you've mentioned there, they've all been different. And they've all been impressive in, in their own that, way. That's what we've tried I, to do as well. Yeah. Isn't it? We've not tried to do the same thing. Yep. You see, just stuff like... A lot of people, I remember after the red star, the, the blue star, the confetti, a lot of people were like, you know, didn't actually realise what it was at first until they saw pictures online after it. But that was just a, a bit of trying something different, you know, instead of just doing the same thing, um, like other, you know, other teams. And I, 
kind of UK do just the same type of thing. A little corner with a card and the same banner drape them. They've done the same thing for yeah. you know. For 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 me, like obviously, like in that list you've just mentioned, Kai, right off the top of my head, I can think of a two t- a two stick display, poly scarfs, um, confetti displays, bibs, obviously for the hundred and fiftieth, a f- like a Broomland front. Uh, full uh, suffer for remembrance and stuff like that. Like, there's loads of different yeah. like ideas coming to well, the. Was about to six the or seven? Obviously, we've had a there's been a couple of pyro uh, displays with Hamden and stuff like that. Leon away, um, but you know the one from the the one that does stick out for me was the Walter Smith one. Um, to lose somebody like that um, from the club is uh, you know it was an emotional time for everybody associated with Rangers Football Club, and there was the minute silence and stuff like that. But you know for 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 the. The only other thing in the stadium to remi- remember him that that night against Aberdeen, you know, for a twenty you know, was it twenty four hours to turn it round and to have yeah. a full Brimland front display, I, you know that to- you know hats off to that because that that's and it was a hard. big achievement to turn round in a shot. Um, yeah, not even for the the water display, like you said, it was a a twenty four hour turnaround and it was hard to get motivated to actually do it as well. You know, for for guys my age anyway, and I'm sure Jordan's the same. You know, Water Smith is Rangers to us. Um, He's second doing anyway. Obviously, I remember uh, it got announced. I think Rangers. We kind of knew before it actually got announced, but I remember Rangers announced it maybe about ten or eleven a.m. on the on the Tuesday, and we were playing on the Wednesday. And, and straight away, uh, as much as it was, it was hard to hear. It was it was genuinely like a somebody had you know passed away in your family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was just a guy that just absolutely the meaning of Rangers Football Club. Yep. Um And we had to kind of get ourselves up, get motivated to kind of get a display and. Um, usually order our materials in for each display as well um, so we had to look at exactly what we had and base something around what we already had yeah obviously there's guys, there's guys that kind of put put to get we, you know we're sending ideas to guys within our you know within our, the group and you, you guys have um, your guys your go to guys that kind of help facilitate the displays and stuff like that it's quite a short turnaround to say to somebody I've had this idea we want to do this in memory of Walter Smith, um, again, it's like the 150th anniversary. It's a lot of pressure to put on somebody to pull it off. Um, and I remember obviously getting the text, and it was basically it was all hands on deck again, same as the 150th. Everybody get to Ibrox, so let's make this work. And I think it was a concerted effort to get everybody there to sort of yeah. make sure it happened because we couldn't have that game pass without marking it some way, yeah. and we couldn't mark it. You know, we where previously guys have had message banners, like you said, Kai, Walter Smith means so much more than than a lot of people who have gone before him, and um, we needed something of note to really mark the occasion, and we couldn't just have a message banner, um, and we couldn't and it, just have a. See, in know, a way, but as need, much as much as we sorry to interrupt again, there, Matt, in a, in a way, it it deserves so much more and, mm-hmm. and bigger but yeah. it was perfect in a way see just what we had from it in a way it was just I remember somebody saying Amy um, after it you know fantastic effort to get that turned around it was a boy from my bus and I'd said you know I'd, I'd love to have done something bigger that like, you know deserved it and he said nah you know in a way that, that was just perfect for him uh, I mean in a way I, you know again like <laughs> I was saying about earlier on how the 150th was an emotional moment but especially for you know fans of our generation um you know, and probably the generation before we first time at Ibrox, like, I, I just think like that, when when the teams came out and the display came up and it was in memory of Walter Smith and the full stadium chanting Walter Smith's Blue and White Army, it was an emotional, it was a, a, an emotional um, moment for, for everybody at Ibrox and for, every, for everybody who Rangers Football Club is, is 
a way of life and perhaps more, um, which is how Walter, you know, lived his life and, you know, it was it was, it was a special moment um, and to have that so close to the 150th anniversary and to have Walter, uh, I mean, that, that that's, you know, if you're asking me, that was my favourite suffer out of the 15, simply down just because of the year. Um, Walter Smith lifting the lifting the league title at Rugby Park 2011. Yeah. Um, that for me was like my favourite because just just the period of time we're in and for me he's, he epitomises everything Rangers Football Club means to me so um, that that was my favourite if you're asking so I, I really do think um, that, that was like one, one of the main ones for folk probably of our generation looking around seeing the timeline and, and as I said I touched on earlier that older guy saying to me oh the 40s and 50s and um, Alan Morton and George Young and you know George yeah Shaw. for you it's the exact same we exactly, talked about last year exactly that's year me, for you know uh, yeah, 100% who's, you know that may be me the 250th uh, 200th anniversary should I say you yeah. know you never know um, so yeah jo- Jordan Kai I, I wondered if um, just a kind of final message for the fans obviously a lot of fans dug deep um, a lot of them you know, guys put a lot of money in, buses, fund, uh, did a lot of fundraising. Um, you know, every donation, I suppose, meant a lot. Um, but c- can you, do you have a kind of message for fans who helped helped the Union Bears out for this? Just a, a massive thank you, really. Um, it wouldn't have been possible without the supporter, mm-hmm. uh, without the, the donations. Um, this Participation we, as well. Yeah, that as well, yes. 10%. Absolutely. Um, absolutely everything we do is funded um, by the, our supporters uh, yeah. whether it's through buying merchandise or, or through donations and we rely on it and without it um, these displays couldn't happen yeah no just like Jordan said you know we can't thank them enough um, offline donations you know they know who they are that, that gave us generous donations you know people that donated £5, £2 whatever it was literally every single pound we went towards that and I mean you helped towards that Um you know, w- was massive. Um, even again on the day, the participation, it wouldn't have been possible without everyone putting those stone shows on. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was it was good. It, um, you know, it was a. And we, um, you know, where where do we go from here? Like obviously, you know, we've done fifteen, um, ten to fifteen displays. You know how I don't know what your class is displays, but f- ten to fifteen actions this season. There's still a lot of big crunch games coming up uh, domestically and in Europe. Um, so where can people um, help you guys out and donate? You know, we've seen what can be achieved. Where can they help out? Where can they pick up your stuff? Can you give a wee bit about that? Because a lot of folk listening to this won't know um, that you guys have a stall. Irox, can you, can you sum up that? Um, yep, so the, the stall um, is probably one of the main places uh, on match day. Uh, there'll be a TIFO donation bucket there every single time as well for those that wish not to buy anything, um, but put in a donation anyways. Uh, we also have a, a PayPal um, donation link, which I'm sure is going to be attached to this, um, yeah. to the, the the post for this podcast as well. 100%. Um, and I know it's through, a lot, a lot of it's just through. No, that's it. Sales, no, um, online shop, you know, the stall at Max Day's come up. Any questions, you know, you can ask us, talk away is a little bit of interaction. Um, again, I'm sure um, the Brimland Collective will, will post a link along with this as well. And just like the 150 display, every display going forward will, will be you know, by the fans and it'll be for the fans. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I want to make clear. You know, the 150 yeah. display was, it was, like I said, it was created, it was it was funded, it was by the fans and that's exactly how it was for. It was, it was, no, it was for nobody else apart from every single Rangers fan in that stadium. So that, that probably brings me on nicely to my, to my final 
point or question. Um, um, and it's kind of unsavoury in terms of like where this, you know, where it's a, it's a podcast about the celebration of 150 yeah. years of Rangers Football Club. But um, obviously with, with, with the statement that came out from the Union Bears, um and the statement that came out with Broomland Collective about the whole um, Derby friendly um, in Sydney, um, obviously, uh, obviously Broomland Collective um, knocked back um, a section and an allocation of tickets for the B team uh, league match against them at Ibrooks. A lot of um, tickets as well. A lot of tickets, and it would it would have been a good day for for Broomland Collective to really to showcase um, what's what can be achieved. Um, and it was a it was a decision made by your membership, as I'm sure both of you guys are, are Brimland Collective members. You probably um, were involved in the vote and the opinion poll on the forum. You know, it was a hard decision to make, but it was, it was almost made yeah. easy um, yeah, yeah. By, by by the decision to to play them in, in Sydney. Um, so you know, we we made sacrifices and we weren't at the game, and we could have had yeah you know a good section and sort of showcased what we're all about. Broomland Collective made that um, sacrifice can you kind of sum up like your thoughts and feelings ahead of the game against Aberdeen um, the the statement from Union Bears sort of almost said the display could have been pulled yeah. can you go into that a wee well, bit yep. like, um, well really I it was it was quite a tough decision I think one of the main reasons why we were considering pulling it would be participation we thought this is meant to be a day or celebration yeah, um, exactly if our fans decide to not hold up the material or not to to help. Yeah, it was the whole atmosphere. Yep, the atmosphere um, was the, horrible. The whole thing would have been, would have been yeah. fucked, really. No, like, as as Matt said, um, it, it was a hard decision. Um, you said he didn't want to bring it up because that day was supposed to be about you know a celebration and celebration only. But let's not beat about the bush. The club absolutely ruined that day. That day for us, um, the whole atmosphere, the mood about it was terrible. I remember being at the away game. Was it St Johnston midweek before it? Yeah, and it was the weirdest atmosphere I've been at since I've been going to Rangers home and away. You could just feel the tension, you know. It, it was just a strange atmosphere, and I think that kind of led on to the day. But thankfully, it worked out. You know, the decision was hard. It was. It wasn't only. Yeah, I, I was going to touch on that. Right, obviously, a lot of fans said at the time, um, online and to guys personally. Why are you know why are the group why are the union bears still going ahead with this display? I think they should pull it. You know, we understand. Yeah, you understand. Do, do, do you get that? No, hundred percent. I think everyone. I think me and Jordan both were lying if we didn't get. You know that side of it. Um, I don't know about yourself, Jordan, but I definitely saw that side of it. Oh, absolutely. Um, um, we just feel the the the, the club deserved the, the the fans deserved the, yeah. the celebration more than anything. And yeah. what you said, it was for the fans. Um, no, 100%. But like I said, we definitely got everyone's point. You know, we saw it online, we saw it even when we kind of had posted people like replying it and stuff like that. that yeah, like I said, we, we totally understood, you know, people's um, opinions and kind of why they didn't agree with us doing it. But, and I think obviously some people within us went kind of side to side. At first we agreed and then we never, but we'd put far too much effort in it not to go for it. You know, again, guys, to let, to guys, let, guys like Jordan... That, a decision like that ruin it? Yeah, guys like Jordan who made this happen, you know, especially for him more than myself, that... You know, it was just we just had to go with it. You know, it was like again for the fans, and um, by the fans. Um, there was there was more things to it as well. The game was special. You know what? See, when we when we tried to plan it out, there was no really other ideal home game on a Saturday. It was little stuff like that that people didn't take into consideration. It's it's all right just shouting. You know, 
to late the next game, but it was a case of, you know, up until the split, we never really had any ideal home games on a Saturday. And then in the split, you know, the people in the split the now, majority of the games are away. Mm-hmm. So you don't really know when, you know, it's, it, it was going to be suitable. So we had to do it and we went with it and I think we made the right decision because it worked. Well, I think um, just finishing off, lastly, I'd like to thank you guys on behalf of the Brimley Collective um, for all the hard work. Um, for you guys and everybody else involved um, that went into making the display happen um, I think we can all agree everybody was at Ibrooks that day it was a, fa- a fantastic spectacle um, the best display I've ever seen at Ibrooks um, it was a pleasure to be involved myself personally but I think I speak on behalf of everybody um, especially within Broomley Collective that we're very thankful for the for the effort the manpower uh, the man hours should I say that goes into to making it work to pulling it together to facilitating it um, you know, especially when there's things going on in the background that maybe don't make it easy um, to pull something like that off is spectacular and it really, you know, in terms of the 150th anniversary display or sorry, the 150th anniversary day when I think back to that day, I'll think of that display because yeah. that topped off the day um, okay, there was other stuff like the fan village and things like that, the club tried to um, to, to sort of to, to, to bring in um, and, and put forward but Let's be honest, the display made it. Um, and when the teams took to that pitch, the club, you know, being on the track side myself, helping, you know, I, I felt overwhelmed. And um, you guys should be proud of the work you have put in. Um, and 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 we really, really do appreciate it. So thanks very much, guys. No problem. Again, I'd just like to, to say thanks to the ones that donated, um, especially because it's not possible without them. Um, but no, it was amazing to be part of. Um, absolutely everything about the, the making of it. Um, to the setting up and to the day of the game. I mean, the nerves when they kicked in, it was <laughs> it was horrific. Um, yeah. We were just always watching in case a banner would be upside down or something. But see, once it was done, and you seen that that yeah. sea of red, white, and blue, what a feeling! It was amazing. Hundred percent. I can only echo what Jordan said there. You know, a massive thanks to the fans and and every single person that donated. You know, small small amount and large amount. Um, it wouldn't have happened without them. But. No, it was brilliant. It was a good couple of months, you know. We made so many memories within Ibrox with a good few nights, with a, a terrible few nights, um, and then obviously the absolute relief when it got pulled off. Even after it, you know, we all went out together after it. We had a drink and it was a it was a good night. A weight off some people's shoulders. Yeah. Some some sore heads on the Sunday. But no, it was it was brilliant. Um like I said, I'll I'll pass you back on to Matt and he can give a little kind of um beef new Brimland collective, you know, quickly where we're at, how you can sign up and and, and stuff like that so yeah it's not been long since the second um, podcast um, and we had Stu on and he was basically giving a round up so you know I don't want to go back over that um, the kind of news round up and stuff like that but you know if you still want to be involved with us it's it's not just um, guys with season tickets in the Brooklyn front anymore we've opened it up to everybody around the stadium who want to get involved at um, perhaps away games and there will be obviously the, game, the semi-final coming up at Hamden, like games like that are um, important for us to have everybody around us who is um, interested and, and wants to make um, an effort and get involved with the atmosphere and um, singing um, and helping with the display. So, um, yeah, you can sign up at our uh, forum um, or um, you can, alternatively, you can say, uh, send our social media channels a message uh, and we'll pick it up on there. Um, and if you want you know, a move to the booming front in the future, you can be added to our waiting list uh, and we'll make it happen as soon as we feasibly can. Um, but yeah, I'd just like to finish off. I've thanked the boys. Um, 
I'm sure I do that on behalf of everybody listening yeah. um, and all the Broomland Collective. Um, we'll be back um, shortly with, you know, we'll consult our membership as we always do, see what they want to hear on this podcast and um, I'm sure you'll be hearing from us very soon. Thanks very much.